I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. You know, it's March. (laughs) How did March get here so quick? I used to follow my horoscope and do a few little astrology things, but I, so fun to, you know, look at different, read different things on your, on your astrology. And today's episode is with Danielle Page. And she discovered astrology back when she was in her, I want to say thirties and now is an expert (laughs) to say the least. And she found her calling. But when I learned about her, I started going deeper into my astrology and learning when I, you know, you're rising, what my rising sun is and my, I don't know, all these different meanings of it goes deeper than just being a Sagittarius. So she has really opened my eyes and made me excited. And I guess it's kind of fun to have her in March because as she says in this episode, March 7th is the beginning of this Saturn return. So you'll hear it in the episode, but go to her website too and learn about, you can put your birthday and everything and where you were born on her website. You can map your birth chart is what it says. And it's just danielpage.com and you can find all your different ways of understanding astrology, but it's so, it's really uh, fascinating. But before I bring this beautiful Danielle on from Miami, Florida, let me tell you a little bit about her because there's way more to her than just being an astrologer. Oh my gosh. So she's an intuitive astrologer and spiritual teacher and she helps you understand your purpose. She shifts patterns. She learns She helps you learn to love and accept yourself and understands what cycles you're in and helps you step into your power. What makes Danielle unique is her ability to integrate her logic with her intuition. The dance between the physical and the spiritual realms allow her to blend her astrological background with her intuitive abilities and her knowledge of universal patterns and rhythms to help you understand what's happening on an energetic level so that you can live a happier and more fulfilled life. So if you're feeling like there's a lot of shifts this month in your energy, there is, and there's a reason for that. So go deep, learn all about Danielle. I discovered her on Instagram because she has beautiful videos that she talks about astrology, what's going on. She talks, you know, she's just an amazing spiritual teacher. And when you hear her story, and we've, we'll go through that on in this episode, you'll get the journey of when you think you've hit a roadblock or you went, you know, you went somewhere and you 
you have these regrets. Well, remember, like I always say in all, I mean, it's a common theme in most of my episodes is it's all perfect and there are no wrongs in your life. There are all ways of growth. And, you know, when you look at life from that perspective and you just keep moving and taking those inspired thoughts, taking the action from your inspired thoughts, that's when the magic happens. And when you realize that, you know, your choices are just choices that are going to create this amazing experience in this, on this life. So it's exciting and fun. And when you can live from that place and experience life at that level, life just becomes one more beautiful moment after the other. So enjoy this episode. Connect with me on Instagram and, and Facebook. DM me. Connect with me if you have teenagers or your parents struggling. I would love to help you. Email me at ashleygonner.com and or ashley at gmail.com, but you can look at my website at ashleygonner.com. And also thank you for all your reviews and subscribing and listening every week. Makes me so grateful. And I get excited for the guests that are coming. You're going to be... Uh, excited too once you hear them. But I, you know, now that I've been in this podcast for three years, it's crazy to think that. But the guests that I get to bring on now because of the consistency and that I haven't missed a week, and I'm very proud to say that, it the guests become even more magical. So it becomes like this fun, I always say rabbit hole, but these rabbit holes that I get to go down and learn from are just incredible. And it's more fun to even find these people. So I appreciate you. I love you and enjoy Danielle as much as I did and reach out to me because I'd love to hear from you. All right. Enjoy the episode. Danielle. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. All the way from Miami. Yes. Where are you? I'm in San Diego. Oh, California. Yes. And my middle name is Paige. And I know yours is too. And I was like, I should have used my name as my Ashley Paige. Um, And my daughter's name is Paige. So beautiful. I love it. All these pages. Anyway, I've, you know, I've found you on Instagram. And then I went down the Danielle Page rabbit hole. And what'd you find? You, <laughs> what'd you find so much. I feel like I know you. <laughs> we don't, I, I could just tell you the story. But, you know, when I look at your awakening and when you turn 30, and when I turned 30, and when you talk about the Saturn return and how it happens three times in your life, and when you started sharing the story, which I want you to share because that kind of, I think, feel like that moment, that year in your life kind of was a tra- the pivot, right? Um, that was when I had my pivot and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was in my Saturn return. That was when I left my relationship and I moved to San Diego. I mean, it's like all the things that you said were like so resonating with me, but the whole idea, and I know we think similarly and we have the same, um, similar beliefs and life and all that. But when you realize you're doing something and it's just like resonating with your soul, like you did with astrology and like, you just started going, this is me. Oh my gosh. That's what I'm experiencing. And it's so amazing. So let's go to Danielle at 30 years old and share with us where that 
began, like where you started to like from zero to 30, what just kind of going with the flow, living your life, (laughs) doing what everyone said you're supposed to be doing. (laughs) Well, I was always a bit of a rebel even uh, before 30. So I definitely wasn't listening to everyone, but of course I was still going with the flow because I didn't really know of anything else. That's kind of the key thing here is I didn't know that there was anything else besides what we're told, what we're shown. So when I turned 30, um, my life completely changed. I was living in Boston at the time. My background's in interior design and architecture. So I had a four and a half year master's degree. So not, not undergrad, four and a half years of master's degree that I've always loved design. And so I knew there was a, a pull for me to go towards it. But as I was going through it, I was kind of thinking, you know, I don't really know if this is my thing, but I'm a Taurus. So like, I'm just going to stick it out to the end. I'm almost there. And then I'll figure out what I want to do later. So then I got a job at one of the top architecture firms in the world um, in Boston. And it was really an honor to be there. But what I like to share with people, it wasn't for me, right? It was a beautiful firm. They were super nice. Um, They were doing amazing projects that I was working on, but I just wasn't happy. I just felt like there was something else that I needed to be doing, but I had no idea what that was. And this is after going through four and a half years of grad school, building all these models, doing these presentations, working on a thesis. I mean, it was so much. Um, And I dedicated so much of my life to it. So I'm like, well, how could I not want to do this right now? Right. And what is it that I want to do? And I didn't know what it was, but I just kept feeling that I need to help people. Right. So that was kind of the first thing. So then, you know, I was 29 at the time. And then when I was turning 30, I went to Paris with my boyfriend at the time. And, um, you know, the whole story is so funny. I've, I've shared this so many times, but every time I say it, I'm like, this is like out of a movie, you know? So he was, um, when we got on the plane, he started acting really weird and I didn't really know why he wasn't really communicating with me. And, we never talked about getting married. And honestly, I just wasn't ready. It just wasn't a thing that I was even considering at the time. But I was like, oh, is he like getting weird because he's proposing? Like, I, I don't really know what's going on. And I tried to talk to him and he wouldn't really talk to me. And I'm like, I don't know what's up. So basically, we were at dinner um, on my 30th birthday. And then he breaks up with me in Paris. And <laughs> you know, my first thought was, wow, thank God we're not we just didn't come from our honeymoon, right? Because like everyone around us is in love and all the things. So that was- Why did he even go through with that trip? He just- Listen, at this point, honestly, I have zero idea. And I don't think he knew at the time, right? We're talking about unconscious behaviors. We're talking about fear. We're talking about not knowing what to do, right? Everyone has their own stuff. And I'm not excusing anything because he definitely did not need to take me there to do that. But, you know, that was his own path and his own journey and something that he had to work through as well, because that basically was like the worst decision ever. (laughs) You know, (laughs) this could have happened in Boston and we could have, you know, wrapped it up and maybe I went with a friend. Right. (laughs) So, you know, that's his own journey and his own karma. Um, But, yeah, obviously it was difficult. It's very confused. Um, And so when I came back to Boston, I, you know, at the time I, I didn't know I was connected to spirit because I didn't even know what that meant. So we are all connected to spirit all the time, of course, but I had no idea what that actually meant or I never thought about it. But it was a pivotal point when I was walking home from something one day and it was just a little bit after we got back and, I, you know, I was crying about the breakup and I didn't know what to do. 
And I got this download, but again, I didn't know it was a download. It was just this information that came through. It is very clear that it was time for me to move back to California. And so I did. I quit the job. Everyone's like, oh, what firm are you going to? And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to another firm. Like, I'm done here. And they're like, what, what? They couldn't even understand because like, you don't work at Perkins and Will, this amazing architecture firm and just be like, oh, I'm going to quit this and I don't know where I'm going, right? right? They couldn't understand. But everyone, again, nothing bad to say was it's, everyone was so nice there. It just wasn't my path, you know? I just wasn't happy um, every day when I was working and doing it. But again, they were so kind. And and I, I just emphasize that because I think sometimes people get in these situations and they think it's like the other people. And it's like, no, it actually had nothing to do with anyone else. It was all me, right? right? So I want people to hear that. So I go back to California. I I did a little stint in New York that, you know, didn't go over well because I was broke, sleeping on couches, crying over my relationship. And I just, again, I woke up one morning and I was like, I got to get to California. So I, I remember calling my mom and I'm like, I'm coming home. You know, if you can pick me up in the airport this time, she was like, got it. So I went home and this is the turning point. I have not lived with my parents like to this degree since I was 18. You know, I was 30. Um, We didn't have the best relationship. You know, there was a lot of stuff growing up, just like anyone family has, you know, we're in a much better situation right now with my parents, um, but it wasn't like that before. So here I am moving at home at 18, who I haven't lived with, I'm sorry, uh, 30, who I haven't lived with since I was 18, didn't have a good relationship, crying over my breakup. This is also when the economy tanked. It was 2009, economy crashed. There were no design jobs. You could not find a design job to save your life. Everyone that was an architect designer was getting laid off because it was a luxury, right? So now I'm like, I have no money. I'm crying over my breakup. I'm 30 and this sucks, right? Like this is not (laughs) how I saw this going. Of course, I was grateful that I had parents to go back to because I understand that not every situation, not everyone has that. Um, and in this process, you know, it was probably like a month after I was home, um, you know, just crying, just being sad, feeling like a loser, like all the things I'm like, wow, this is just not, you know, like what is wrong here? But nothing was wrong because what was started happening is about a month after that, I started having dreams that were so real that they would show me things. And then I would see them during the day or I would wake up and it would take me like an hour because I was feeling all this emotion from a dream and it would take me like an hour to snap out of it. And I started feeling like, I don't know what's going on, but something is going on. It was almost like the twilight zone. Hmm. And you have to understand now this is 15 years ago. So at that time, I mean, listen, there's been intuitive psychic people in all ages, right? In all realities, all dimensions and all timelines. So it's been around, but it's not mainstream. There was nobody talking about this stuff. I didn't have anyone to go to, right? There was like, I just, I didn't know where to go. So I'm thinking this is like a twilight zone thing. I just know that my reality is getting distorted and something's weird. And then I wake up in the middle of the night and I see a ghost for the first time. And you hear a lot of mediums say, oh yeah, you know, or a lot of people say, oh, I saw ghosts when I was younger or growing up. And then I stopped seeing it. But I never really did. I had one situation that I shoved down because I was scared, but I never did. So at that point, I thought I was losing my mind. And in that process of thought I was losing my mind, which actually I was in the best way possible, right? I realized that I wasn't going crazy because I was having awareness that this looks a little crazy. And if somebody is actually legitimately losing their mind, they don't have an awareness that this looks crazy. So in that (laughs) awareness, I was like, Oh my God, I'm good. Something is happening. I'm not going totally crazy. 
And yeah, it really was. It was like, I had that awareness to know that like, oh, I know I look crazy right now. And that's enough to know that there's something else going on here. So in this process, basically it started, uh, there was this awakening of consciousness that came through and spirit started connecting with me. But again, I didn't really know I was connecting with spirit because it wasn't like I'm hearing a person be like, oh, go do this, Danielle, go do this. It wasn't like that. It was these subtle nudges that we all have all the time, but we ignore them. We don't hear them because mm-hmm. we're all busy, right? It was this subtlety moving through me of like, go meditate, go do this. So I started following and I started doing these things that I didn't know how to meditate. I've never meditated before in my life at this point. And I would go in for an hour and I would have to set my alarm because I would be so locked in and so just in other realms. And then I was like, something is starting to happen. And then I started getting information and I started realizing that there is more beyond the physical world than we see. And a lot of people do that with plant medicine, right? But there's no plant medicine. I was completely sober. There was nothing. And I started seeing beyond the veil. And in this journey, which then became this huge unfolding of many years of many years of being broke, crying, um, like losing friends and really just getting ripped open. And I want people to know it wasn't an easy journey. That's my path. Like this is when everything started. And that's when I started really tuning into that this is what I'm here to do. This is, this is all of us, but we are just so programmed that we don't even know. So again, that started the journey, fell into astrology. Astrology, I like to call was my gateway drug. It was like the first thing in um, because spirit wanted it because they know I'm super logical. And so it was a way for me to do this. I've done this before many lifetimes. And so I basically taught myself astrology and I started taking classes later on, but it was so easy for me because it was a language that I knew. Astrology is not easy. For some reason, it just clicked with me. It was the first thing that was so easy. It was its archetypes and understanding of rhythm and pulse and people, psychology of the people. So I just studied that and I dedicated so much time. I mean, there's so much more to the story, but then eventually it's led into what I'm doing now, which is I use astrology as a tool, but it's way beyond that. It's about consciousness. It's about tapping in. It's about divinity, right? It's about using your heart, connecting with your higher self, um, trusting uh, and programming and all the things that were never taught in school that they try to keep us from. That's my jam. (laughs) So here Uh, we are. No kidding. No, well, so when you talk about like you've done astrology in many lives and it just, so when you were in meditation, it was just coming to you like you need to like go study astrology. It's actually a funny story because it was the recession um, and there were no design jobs. I was at this temp job that was horrible. It's basically property management and they only come in the office when there's a problem and they scream at you. So me, at some point we had security outside because the residents were just like crazy, right? Screaming. <laughs> I mean, it was like horrible. And here I am. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like trying to connect to spirit. And I'm like, ah, getting yelled at all day long, right? <laughs> so I'm like, what? what's going on? But I bring that job because it just goes to show I was supposed to be there. So I ended up meeting, there was an IT guy that would come in. He was smart enough to not work there. He just came in, did his thing, and then he left, right? Right. And so we became friends and we went out to dinner one night and he was talking about astrology and he said, do you want me to read your chart? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you were into astrology. He's like, yeah, I don't really talk about it. He knew my soul. This was a contract we had. Like The minute he walked in, he knew that like, I was into more than just like, you know, the mundane right. world. So he brought up my chart and I've never seen a chart before. And I was like, oh, that's cool, right? How do you know all these things about me when we don't even really know each other? And that's what did it. So that night I went home 
Googled astrology, literally pulled everything up, um, literally was working till the sun came up. And then it was like hook, line and sinker. I was just so into it. And I started putting things all over my bedroom. And like, it looked like a beautiful mind when you had like all these papers everywhere. So I was like, having all the symbols, having the signs, having the elements. And my parents were like, what is going on? I'm like, don't worry. I'm like, I'm just learning something. And I did <laughs> it for me because I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Or what's going on. So I'm like, maybe this chart can tell me something. And then that's why I started. And then once I saw how much it helped me understand who I was on a soul level and also on my personality level, the things that I do that weren't helping me, this is when I'm like, I got to do this for other people. So that's how it began. So that horrible job, I was supposed to be there, right? Yeah. That's, it was literally contracted. That's why I love to share with people. Yes, I love that. And I love you talking about how many jobs you've had, right? Like, yeah. gosh, there was one year that my sister and I lived together. We sat down to do our taxes and we had like 10 <laughs> W-2 forms, you know? And I think that was like me. I, that's why I resonate with you because I was like, never found my my thing. Like I was always like, no, this is, I'm going to go here. Or when I moved from um, Montana, I just had to come back to San Diego. And I, when you talked about like, you just had that feeling like you knew, and Mm -hmm. I knew flew into San Diego that I'm like, this is where I belong. Like I know that feeling. But when people understand that feeling, that resonance, that alignment, and really tap into that instead of like being numb to just life and not being tapped in. That's when the magic has happened in my life for sure. Absolutely. But we have to be open to it too. And there's also timing and cycles, you know, yes, it was my Saturn return that I was going through, but for people that know astrology, I had Pluto on my ascendant and Uranus was on my Venus and um, Venus is my North node ruler. So that was my breakup. Uranus on Venus almost always break up. Pluto on the ascendant, complete transformation being ripped open from the inside out and my Saturn return. So I not only was going through that, I was going through two other major, major transits and it was the timing for my soul. I could have never told you when I was growing up that, oh, I'm doing the work that I'm doing now about consciousness and awakening and soul and energy and spirit and matter. And even bringing it into the physical body, I could have never told you, but our path is always our path. If we are, I don't want to say searching because we don't need to go out and search, but I always knew that there was something more, but I never knew what it was, right? Mm -hmm. I always knew, even when I was little, I remember being very young and getting this like intuitive hit. Again, I didn't know at the time it was, but I'm here for something big. And you have to understand, I was like, well, okay, I can't sing. (laughs) You know, I dance when I'm at a club, but I'm not like a professional dancer, right? Like I have fun with that. I'm not an artist. I'm very creative. Like I was in design school, very creative, but like I can't paint, I can't draw. So when you put that in the matrix and you look at, well, I can't do these things. All right. I wasn't excelling at school now because I was bored, right? Because I just was like, that was so matrix for me. I was so bored and uninterested. So I'm like, well, what am I good at? Right. So the matrix led me to believe that I wasn't good at anything. Right. And that's what I want to share with people. And it's like, no, you just haven't found your path in your journey. And to go back to what you were saying about the jobs is, yeah, I've hated every job that I ever had before I was 30, before I had this awakening. Mm -hmm. And I thought there was something wrong with me. And it's like, no, I just was not meant to do these certain jobs. I was meant to do something else that was aligned with my path. And I always knew that there was something more, but I didn't know what it was. So If anyone has that feeling, don't give up on that. Trust that and know that it's going to guide you to that. And there is more. If you are feeling that, there is a thousand percent more. Right. Will you talk about the Saturn return? It only happens three times in your life. The first one is when you're 30 or 28. 
and a half. 29.30 depends on the charts, but around there. Yeah. Right. And then the second one is 60, 60. around 60. Yeah. And then, and then the, 90, if we get to it. Yeah. Okay. Then I, I'm 54. So in six years from now, I'm going to go through another major mm-hmm. change, but yeah. understanding the astrology, like to me, like, you know, like, oh, the Pluto and the North node and, yeah. all, but that's just such a, like a guiding guidepost, right? It's amazing to have this so you can see and you can understand. Like right now I'm going through one of the hardest transits that you could possibly have in your chart. And not everyone goes through it because it depends on the configurations of your chart. Right. And I'm going through it right now. I'm, I'm on the second round of it. The first one was last April and now it's exact right now. And knowing that helps me navigate it. It definitely has brought me to my knees a couple of times. And that's the point. It's breaking the outer shell. It's breaking the old structures that are not working anymore. And that's painful when that happens. But knowing this and understanding, okay, I'm in this process. Like I can't get out of this, but I can choose to let go of certain things that are being pulled for me and not hold on. And also we often go down a rabbit hole if we have one day where we like wake up sad or feel sad. And it's like, oh, we just, you know, every, we like go down this rabbit hole of our whole life sucks and right, all that. So now, I mean, those moments happen, especially with the cycle I'm going through. But now I have more awareness of, okay, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Let's feel what's happening and what needs to move through. And what is it asking of me? And so I keep doing that is what is it asking of me? Because with these planets, ego wants to fight it. And our ego wants to be like, oh, it has to be a certain way. But when you understand the archetypes of the planets, and there's many different expressions of what can happen for someone's journey. So it's not about predicting exactly. It's just seeing the cycles. Mm -hmm. You play with the archetype and you get to understand that what is it asking of me? What does it need to let go? What do I need to start working on? What does it want to open up? These are higher level concepts that the planets are doing, especially outer planets. And they are opening you up to your highest self. So when I was 30 and going through that, and it was literally hell. I mean, I left out a lot. It was hell (laughs) on earth. (laughs) That's what I went through. But now I can see, oh yeah, well, Pluto was on my ascendant. Of course I was getting ripped open. The old Danielle had to die. You know, at one point I had a funeral for myself because I was like, well, that girl's not here anymore. You know, and I'm like, I don't even know what this new girl is, right? But that's the process. And that's what we're here for. You know, we don't, have all the answers, but like you said, it's a guidepost and that's the beauty of astrology. And also in 2019, you know, in November of 2019, again, I don't have all the answers and I'm not trying to sound like, Oh, I see everything. No, I mean, I'm I'm on this human journey as well. But in 2019, I looked at the astrology for 2020 and I was like, Oh shit, guys. Oh shit. Um, I said, there's going to be some stuff. And there was was some stuff. (laughs) But when you were, it wasn't, you had a health problem in 2017, you had 2017 next, next layer of uh, evolution in the journey. Yeah. Very, very. But when you, so the thing that I get from your story and the, like the, not your purpose, but I mean, it could be, but when, when you look at, you look back from a higher perspective and you see like 2017, I had all these health issues. I had to work through it and learn what, how to navigate my body. Like all of it is all for you, for you, right? And so when you understand that all these little people say problems or 
why in the road went this other way. It's all perfect. But to understand what you learned in that journey to take you to the next level, like everything is always the step to the next expansion. It is, but it doesn't mean it doesn't come with suffering and pain. And of course, on the human journey, we add our own suffering on top of it as well. But it's very interesting because when I I got sick in 2017, and at this point, I mean, I had no clue about anything. I was in the system and again, I don't want to get into all of it, but just from my perspective, it was in the system. You know, if you're sick, you have a little cough, you run and you get an antibiotic, right? right? And I mean, that is really not health. But again, I was so in the system, I didn't know anything else. So I had to go through that whole journey of actually seeing through, but when I got sick in the beginning, I did get clarity from spirit that this was an upgrade. So I was like, okay, I got this. It was an upgrade. And it was very clear that this was a huge upgrade. And so I'm like, I got sick, you know, almost had like the flu, like, and then I was like, okay, it's done. Let's move on. And then I would get sick again. And then I would get better. And then I would get sick again. And I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, okay, but like, I get it's an upgrade. I'm here for it. And I thought it was just going to end. So that was also the young Danielle that had to learn that this was a five-year journey. I am just coming out of it right now. Oh, wow. And and it was horrendous. Last year was literally, 2022 was the first year that I felt relatively good. And and again, I'm still dealing with some remnants of Lyme because Lyme is like a wrecking ball in your system and it just goes through your organs. And so I'm repairing a lot right now, but I feel amazing considering how I felt. So this journey that was five years, there was suffering in this. This was very hard. I was brought to my knees many times. I, We all say we want all these things, but if we don't have health, you have nothing, nothing. nothing. And I had to learn that firsthand. Slurring my words, crawling on the ground, literally being in a fetal position in a bathtub with a little bit of water just to keep myself warm because I was shaking and crying and I was alone. And I was just like, I don't know how to live. Like it wasn't suicidal, but I was just like, I can't live like this. You know, and I think that's, I think it's important for me to share because everyone always thinks that like, oh, it's either like we're fine or we're suicidal. It's like, no, no, no. I didn't want to take my life, but I also could not continue living, you know, in this place. But in that I had to learn many lessons. My journey was going to happen with health, no matter what, whether it came out with Lyme and Lyme has co-infections and all the stuff that comes with it. Right it would have been that or it could have been something else, right? It didn't really matter the name of it. It was the process I had to go through and the lessons, upgrades I had to move through and also what I had to learn about connecting with my body, taking care of my body, taking care of myself, slowing down. The universe wanted me to slow down. And right before that, my business was just like about to pop. I was falling in love. I was so happy. So everyone thinks that like, oh, you get sick when you're depressed. And it's like, oh no, I was like, my everything was just like almost at the height and it was like so great. And then it just came crashing down and it was a big pivot in my life. And again, for people to understand, I'm coming off of five years of chronic illness. I learned so much about my health and that's why my podcast is called Cosmic Body. That's why my membership is called Cosmic Body Collective because I learned of how deeply of emotions, trauma, patterns, Everything is connected. We cannot ignore it. And we are literally a cosmic body, but we think we're just human. And we think that it's like, oh, our mind is running the show. And it's like, there's so many other things going on, right? So I pretty much brought myself back to health, doing everything opposite that 
Western medicine would tell you. And again, Western medicine has a time and a place. It's um, emergency medicine. I'm very grateful for the doctors that that work in emergency medicine and and do all that, but um, it is not healthcare. And I learned that very quickly and spirit was guiding me. You know, I had to tamper with it in the beginning and it kept making me worse. And then spirit guided me step-by-step. They never told me the long run. It was like, do this. And then I had to meet this person to do this. And then like this, and I had to go through the process. So even though I knew it was an upgrade, it's like, there was no getting out of it. Right. There was no getting out of it. It was a journey that I had to go through. So yeah, I mean, I still at moments, I, I work with people because I feel like I have a lot of trauma from what I went through. Oh, I'm sure. And I mean, I don't mean to laugh. It's me. I was so horrific of what I went through. So I do, I work with people to clear any remnants of that because I understand it was like, I understand on a mental level, but things are still in our field, right? Trauma is still stored. And I mean, I was in survival mode. I was literally launching a course at one point from my bed just to pay for my medical bills. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. When you talk about the moon and the just sparked a memory, when you talk about the eclipses and emotion, and you do talk about your group is called the moon circle or It's Cosmic Body Collective and I have moon circles in there. Moon circles, yes. But I think of the moon when I was listening to you and I'm thinking, and then I'm reading about the moon and I know that such a powerful when it's full moon, right? But the water, it's made of water. Will you explain that part? Because that was fascinating. Yeah, I mean, listen, are we 70%, 80%, 90%? Everyone has a different percentage. I I don't claim to know, but we are mainly water. If you look at the moon and what it does with the tides, and when, you know, farmers use the moon for their crops, plants grow with the crops, our female bodies, our menstrual cycle syncs up with the moon. And so we look to the moon, high tide, low tide, to understand what's going on. So how are we any different from that as well? So it fluctuates, you know, when there's a full moon, emotions are heightened. I mean, you can do any research. They have research with hospitals are more full during a full moon. Emotions are heightened. People are exaggerated, right? So it's a big time of release and purging stuff is just coming out and coming over the top, really. So yes, the moon. And, you know, I always say it's a whole other rabbit hole. Some people are like, the moon is fake. The moon is real. Here's the thing. I have no idea. It could be. I'm not saying that it can't be fake, right? Who knows? But what I will say, regardless of what it is, it definitely has a pull on us, right? And that's why I continue doing this work. I wouldn't be doing this work if it wasn't accurate because I can go back to interior design. In fact, I just designed my whole house, not not this part of the, the office yet, but my whole house and it's beautiful and I love it. So I don't do this because I need money. I do this because it's accurate and it's a calling and it's my purpose. I don't know my, I'm a Sagittarius. My daughter's a Taurus. So when you were talking about you being a Taurus, I was like, oh, Paige, yes, yes, yes. All the things that you were saying about um, a Taurus. But I know that there's the different aspects of the read of your birth chart. But when you were talking about the thighs, where the thighs hold, thighs hold past life energy. Our whole body does really. I mean, our entire body holds past life energy. And yes, thighs do hold a lot. Thighs are very connected to Sagittarius. And that's, me. And that's what drew me thighs, to it. <laughs> yeah, if you think about the thighs, where is it connecting to? It's connecting to the womb and there's so much magic and mystery in the womb and that's passed down in ancestral as well. So our entire body is holding trauma, is holding energy, is holding cellular memory. Kundalini comes to my mind where people's like, it clears your all your trauma and you get this 
flow through you. I know that you even used to play tapes and if when you had roommates like a VCR and you oh my god you went down the rabbit hole (laughs) I love doing my Danielle research I am so impressed that you even know that that's incredible I love taking kundalini courses I don't teach it I enjoy the courses I enjoy it helped me as I was going through my awakening in my 30s I would go to classes in LA I would cry the whole way through it was my saving grace it literally it just saved me. I can't say it any other way. So I love the beauty for what it is. Um, when I was living in Boston, so I was probably, I got, I don't even know, 24, 25. Somehow I, like, I love going to vintage shops and, and looking at old mm-hmm. furniture. I, I love that. So, so I think I was in some kind of shop and I found this VHS, right? If people know what that is, oh, yeah. right? For the VCR. And it was, it said yoga. So I think I got it because I thought it was yoga, but of course, spirit's always putting everything in your path. So then I put it in and I realized, oh, it's not the yoga that I thought of. It was Kundalini yoga. So at first I'm like, well, this looks weird. Like I didn't know what it was. And so when my roommates left, I would put it in and I would be doing all these, right. And you have to understand this was now 20 years ago. So this wasn't not mainstream. And so like they would come home and I would take out the VCR. I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't know the word Kundalini, like it didn't resonate with me, but somehow it felt good to my soul. And so I kept doing it. And I was like, Oh, I like this. I like this. And then when I had my awakening, I went back to it. So it is a beautiful practice. Again, I can't speak on it in terms of um, what it does for you. Cause I'm not a practitioner. I go to classes and I enjoy it, but ultimately what, everything is trying to do is connect you back to your truth, bring all your bodies back in alignment, bring your body into coherence so that you can hear and you can see and you can know the truth. I mean, that's ultimately what everything is trying to do. And there's different modalities with it. And I happen to like that one, but there's other ones as well. I know you said 2020, you saw like, holy cow, we're going to go for this huge shift. And then now in 2023, we're in March. You said March 7th is going to be a, a big shift. Well, March 7th, Saturn moves into Pisces. So that is a shift. Um, the bigger shift is March 23rd when Pluto moves into Aquarius. But I want to say with these dates, it doesn't mean something happens exactly on that day. And of course, that's always open to it. But the energy is building right now for Saturn and for Pluto. These are two outer planets and huge shifts. So yeah, March is going to be a little bit wild. And also we have the eclipses that start again in April and energy always comes in about a month before. So not only are we going to have the energy of the eclipses in March, we have two outer planets changing signs. And this is a very big deal for humanity. So, you know, everyone wants to know exactly what's going to happen. It's, I think any good astrologer is going to explain to you the archetypes and the energies and not about predicting exactly. I mean, there's some assumptions. I mean, we're already seeing stuff with all the chemical spills mm-hmm. that are happening, right? Um, that is very Saturn in Pisces. So Saturn is restriction and Saturn is making us pay attention to things. Saturn moves into Pisces. Pisces is water. Pisces is the vapor. It's the gas. It's the toxic materials. It's things that you can't actually touch and hold it's things that are not informed. So, but that's also a higher consciousness. That's also illusion. That's also delusion. That's also the Hollywood matrix. It's very Neptunian. 
it's very much about film. So there's a lot Mm. of archetypes that can happen, but with Pisces, it's very much like you don't really know how it happened and it sort of just happened. But then that Saturn there is going to bring in some structure and going to make us see some stuff. So I think there's some stuff with water that's going to be interesting, which is really funny that I decide to go on a trip in March. I'm literally going to be traveling in the middle of like the height of like the crazy in the world, which honestly, I just feel that I feel protected. And if at any point spirit gives me any information to like not go somewhere, I'm not going to go. But I do think it's a little crazy that I'm traveling during the height of this, but I'm just trusting the journey and trusting the path. And I'm going to Greece. One of the stops is Greece. And that's all about water. And I do think there's going to be stuff with water. So I'm like, that's really interesting that I'm going to be on an island surrounded by water. And Saturn's moving to Pisces and there's probably going to be some stuff with water. So like a tsunami, um, like that kind of thing. Like oh, a- listen, it could be anything. It could okay. be toxic water. It could be okay. this understanding we need to structure our water. This could be lack of water, right? Like all of a sudden the water is all contaminated and nobody has water, right? Or it could be a tsunami. It could be anything. You know, that's what I'm saying with it's all archetypal. So it could be anything, but then it's also illusion and delusion and the, and the toxic chemicals that are happening. It's very Piscean. You can't see it, but you know, it's there and it's doing something like that's so Piscean. It's just like unreal that this is already unfolding. Hmm. Right. And that's where I say it's sometimes it's hard to predict exactly, but then when you see it, you're like, well, that's the clearly it. I'll tell you in 2020, when we had the lockdown, right. I don't know if anyone remembers, but we're right. We're all like, <laughs> <Right. laughs> So we had the Uh, lockdown, Saturn just moved into Aquarius. Well, Aquarius is air and, um, which also rules sometimes planes and, um, things going to and from, and also it's freedom and Saturn is restriction. So we had restriction on freedom right there. Again, could I have said exactly that's going to happen? No, I probably wouldn't have guessed that one if I'm being honest, but we knew roughly some kind of archetypes, right? That's why it's like, we don't know exactly how it's going to play out because the collective consciousness has a say in this because based on our collective energy, consciousness or not, that's where the universe goes, right? Right. It's just very interesting when we see. So yeah, there there literally could be a water shortage coming. I mean, like there's so many possibilities, who knows? Hmm. So there could be something with that as well. It's like, let's see if this is like, they're bringing up something again, you know? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know, it's just like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Every month has a new a shift? I mean, a different energy? No, no. I mean, okay. well, yes, there's a new shift every month if we're doing the sun because the sun moves into a different sign. So yes, but that's a very basic level. And the stuff I'm talking about here is um, more high level. Saturn's going to be in Pisces, I believe it's to 2026, if I have the date correctly. And Pluto moving into Aquarius. So that happens on March 23rd. It hasn't been in Aquarius since around 1777, since the Industrial Revolution. So if you think about what did the Industrial Revolution did, I mean, that completely changed how we are as a society, produce things, how we live, how we eat, how we work. This is going to be the industrial revolution on steroids because it's with AI and technology that's beyond. Like we're going into other realms. So the amount of speed that it's going to take off, it's actually going to be hard to keep up, to be honest. Like it's just, we're going to blink and it's like AI and a whole new level and technology that we've never seen before. It's going to shift how we as humanity move through life because that's exactly what the industrial revolution did. I mean, if we think about before and then that, I mean, it was, and again, 
I'm not saying this is good or it's bad or, you know, that's our own judgments, but it's just facts. Like it just changed the way society functions. Wow. So that's like this year. Oh yeah. That's happening in March. March, like in a month. Yeah. So it's our, we're already feeling the energy. It's already starting. We see the uh, GPT chat that was called. Um, Yeah. They're already saying there wasn't there just an AI that's, And again, they put this out because I think that they're also trying to scare us. But I mean, I think there's some truth in it. They're like, the AI was just like, I'm going to push the nuke button and and do it. And like the AI just went crazy, right? But like, who's programming the AI for this stuff? Like, this is our consciousness that we're putting into the AI. And again, it, it is machines, so things can go awry. So like, we have an AI all of a sudden saying, telling everyone to like, fuck off, right? And, and we're <laughs> going to push the nuke button. I mean... Welcome to 2023, you know, like, <laughs> this is Pluto and Aquarius. Here we are. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, when you talk about this astrology stuff, it's just in you. It's like, yeah, your soul it, it literally is. It literally like, is. Yeah, it's amazing. Huh? Thank you. It is. It's, I did study a lot in the beginning because I had to remember it, right? And so I had to practice and, and learn, but it is so innate in me. And it's just understanding the cycles that it just, it's truly, it's a joy to be able to help people understand the cosmic rhythm, really. It's an honor because this has been around since the beginning of time. I'm not religious, but I do know that if you really understand the Bible, astrology is all over the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is not something that's just new. It's not new age. This is as old as it gets. And as I'm looking, I'm staring at the Egyptian paintings I bought in Egypt with the zodiac wheel around it. And if you go to Dendura, I believe that's how you call it, the temple at the ceiling, they have the astrological symbols in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when was that built, right? So it's just, it's such a beautiful, beautiful craft. And, and that's what I really want people to understand. It, it is a craft. It is a science. And unfortunately, it gets very dumbed down with like, you know, a lot of Instagram astrology. And I'm I'm glad that people are sharing and learning about it, but it goes way beyond horoscopes. I don't do horoscopes. It goes way beyond sun signs. And it's a beautiful, beautiful tool because when I used to do chart readings for people, I, when I'm going through their chart, first of all, it's an honor that someone allows me to go into their soul. And I take it very seriously because I want to help guide people. And I understand that there are certain things I can say that are going to stick with people and that can either help them or that can hurt them. Right. And so I take it very seriously and I teach my astrology mystery school students that as well, that this is something that we have to do with honor and with grace. And when I go through the chart, I get to feel and see their soul. I get to see the song of their soul. And I like to say everyone has a different song and I go through the chart and it kind of takes a dance and I get to see the dance of their soul. And it doesn't mean that we're playing it out right now because all of us are just doing the best we can. And I wouldn't say any of us are ascended masters, right? We're, we're learning and we're doing the best, but I get to see their potential and I get to mirror that to them and show them their beauty and their magic because it's all right there. When you, you channel, like you were talking that you did that with your group. What are you channeling? Yeah, very good question. So what I want to share about channeling is we're all channeling all the time. You know, whether someone is painting something, whether someone's in dance, whether someone is, you know, gardening, they're in this zone. So when I say channel, I am very clear, at least right now, I know at other points in my life, I will be connecting with more beings. But right now when I'm channeling, it's straight for source. It's straight divine, higher self. You know, like I was teaching a course called Soul Link 
It was a three-day course about connecting with your soul. And on day two, we were doing a meditation and there were beings that came around in the meditation and I've never worked with them before. And they were so beautiful. It brought me to tears. And there are so many beings that are here to help us and here to guide us because they have higher intelligence. And of course, with that, there's also lower dimensional energy, but that's why it's very important to become a clear channel. And that's why since I I was taught by spirit, spirit was my first teacher. And like I said, in the beginning with the meditation, and it has always been for me to go directly to my soul. That's it. Not even, there are spirit guides around and I feel them, but my path is to the soul. And so that's what I teach. And again, everyone has different gifts and talents and there's no one way that's better or worse. But for me, it's higher self, soul, divine intelligence. And that's what I teach and that's what I share. So yesterday I was doing a course in my membership and just the channel was open and we were just flowing and getting good information. And so when that happens, you're almost elevated. You're at this higher state and it's like pure love and bliss. And so I was just wired last night. I'm like, I couldn't even sleep because like all the stuff kept coming through. So we're all channeling all the time. You know, I think that we assume, and listen, there's different kinds of channel. You know, I have a good friend. She is a, um, I believe it's called a trans channel. And so she kind of does go step to the side and then she channels other beings and that's her job and that's her direction. But there's not one way. It's just what works for you. Right. They know that I'm not going to do that. They're like, they already told me, they're like, you're too controlling. They're like, we're not, like, you would never surrender enough. I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> they just know that about me. Oh, that's so yeah. funny. You're a strong woman. You have this strong will about you. And like when I was watching you speak, I feel this, the strength in you. You know, you just come across in a loving way, not of I know what I'm talking about and that kind of thing. It's just a really neat, you you pull people in, I guess is, you. yeah, you pulled me in. Oh, so when you talk about the, your groups and what you're doing and your mission, do you start to, do you foresee the, like, do you go into this, like Danielle at 50, what you're, or do you just kind of live in the moment and know what spirit's going to tell you and live till the next moment? Um, a little bit about both. I know that um, I've done a lot in my career and it's been beautiful and fun. And I know my career hasn't even taken off to where it's going. So when I'm around 50, that's when my career is actually going to step into a whole other ballgame. Yeah. I mean, I just know that this is my purpose. This is my work. I'm evolving every day. I learn every day. That's why I always say, you know, I don't know everything. I have an awareness. I've been through a lot. So I teach from what I know. I teach from what spirit goes through. I work very hard to be a clear channel and no way am I perfect. You know, we're all human. And I share that because I don't want anyone putting me on a pedestal. I don't want anyone trying to make this godlike moment because I will fall off that pedestal because we're all human. Right. right. And I'm just doing the best that I can with integrity. And, and you're always going to have people, you're going to have haters no matter what. And there are a lot of haters often because I talk about things that trigger a lot of people. And and that's just the reality is it of it. It's it's actually has nothing to do with me. It's actually right. their own stuff because they don't even know me. If they knew me, like my friends know me. I mean, I have the most beautiful friends all around the world that I can call and talk to and and to cultivate that kind of friendship that I have. I mean, that says a lot about my heart. That says a lot about their hearts, you know? And then when you get these haters, they don't know you. They're just they're just projecting their trauma and we all have trauma and 
we've all been there, right? Right. So I, I share that because I want people to not be scared to step into what they want to do. Because I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I want to do this, but I'm scared what people will say. And it's like, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to have people that love you and you have hate you and a million things in between, but none of it matters. It's not like when people say things that it doesn't hurt me at moments because people can be mean, you know, and I'm human and I'm like, shit, I'm just out here trying to help. And then you're like, it's screaming at me, you know, so <laughs> it's like, whoa, hold on. I wasn't prepared for that one today, you know, so we're all human. But at the end of the day, as long as you're aligned with your heart and speaking your truth and you know that you're a good person, then it doesn't matter what people say because everyone has an opinion. I mean, right. you can take Oprah. There's a million people that hate her and a million people that love her. Kim Kardashian, a million people that hate her and love her. And again, I'm not, it just, those are two people that are famous, right? So it doesn't matter. It's just like, you're going to have the, you're going to have. Yeah. The I have that conversation with my girls. They're 14 and 16. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, honey, don't, I wish you could get that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I want you to let it just like the water off a duck's back, right? Just let it fly and not take it. And my whole thing is that four agreements book with my kids, like, mm-hmm. you know, don't Best book ever. Yeah. Best book. So I'm like, I, you've got to get that. And yeah. once you get it, it's just this freeing feeling of that's their stuff. As a mom, I'm always trying to explain that now. So when you can start your life, when you're not in this home, it'll be a lot less, <laughs> you know, you won't have that, that pressure on you. Yeah. But it takes time. You know, I wasn't always like that. And, and yes, I, I am a strong person now, but why do we think that I'm a strong person? What have I been through in the last 15 years? Literally, I was put through the ringer. So that's when people, you know, make comments and, and they say this or that, you know, after what I've been through, like, that's what forms you. So I get it. You know, I wasn't this confident at all when I was younger. And it's just through life experiences and trial and error. And that's what builds us, right? And that's what we're here for. So I understand it's hard um, when people are saying things. I get it. Yeah. Do you see when you look at relationships? I know you've been in many, but do you, is that something? I knew where this was going. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, she's so beautiful. I know you've talked about having a baby. There's a girl coming. Like what? I can't believe how much you know about me. I told you, I know you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. So yeah, there's a couple of things with that. I want to preface with saying we all have different journeys, everyone. So we can't compare our journey to anyone else. I was made clear a little after my awakening, maybe like 31, 32. I don't remember. I think I try to block it out. I don't really remember (laughs) because I was like, oh, fuck. Um, (laughs) I was made clear that for me, the relationship that I desire was going to be later in life. So that's a tough pill to swallow when you're around 30, 31 or, you know. Oh, totally. I remember sitting there in my bed and just having to take this in for a while because it was very clear. And again, nothing is ever set in stone, but it was the same knowing certain markers throughout my life. I've known certain things, mm-hmm. even if they haven't showed up, I've just, it's a knowing inside. And I knew that was real. And I was like, Oh God. Okay. So that was hard. So obviously I've dated and I've had lots of relationships. One of my books that I'm writing, cause I'm I always say 2095 publishing day. Who knows when this is going to get out? Oh, but one of the books is on my experiences with love because I've had 
the most amazing soulmate connections all around the world. And when I say soulmate, it doesn't mean it's always peaches and cream, right? right? There was a lot of stuff with it, but also things like felt like they were out of a movie. And I, there were lots of tears throughout my whole life. So I knew that I didn't come here just to cry. So I want to help people through the journey. So that's part of it. Um, so going back to your question, there is a very specific man coming in for me. I know a lot about him through spirit. Anyone that taps in literally sees the same thing. It's wild. And it's happening very soon. This is what my soul waited for. And my soul needed to get to a certain point for myself to be ready for this. So that's why I'm saying this was my journey. I also was told several years ago that I was here to be a role model to show people not to settle. And I literally, that was in a dream that came to me because my dreams tell me a lot. And I was like, I woke up and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, no, cancel the lead. Like I'm done. Like I don't want that. (laughs) And I was like, oh God. Because I do think a lot of people settle. I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just trying to state facts from what I've seen. I think a lot of people settle and they're scared that they're not going to meet anyone else. They're not happy. I've just known that this was my path. I've known that there's someone for me. And that's why a lot of things haven't worked out when there could be really great people. And I've dated a lot of great men, but just because they were great doesn't mean that they're for me. Right. Yeah, this is happening. My daughter comes through and talks to me. She's preparing me for a lot of things. I'm following instructions. I got my- Like what? Like what? I need to go yeah. a little bit. I need to get that. Yeah. I, she's so- talking to you. You know it's her. She came to me in 2000, I think it was 18. So long, long time ago. And I was like, what? So that that didn't come through anyone else. That was like shocking. That came through me. I felt her as if I was holding her in my arms. She gave me her name. She is always with me. So I knew I needed to get my explant because I was very sick. That's a whole story. Yeah, I, I know I that story. 20 years prior. <laughs> you what? I know that story. Yeah, yeah. 20 years prior. Like I didn't even know. I was just like, okay, let's, let's go. You know, I was like 20 something and young. So I got those out. Um, I was going to get sick. You know, spirit, I was sick and spirit told me I was going to develop lymphoma. Yeah, they were, I was going to develop lymphoma if I kept them in. But I also knew that I needed to get them out for her to... So what people don't realize is I don't, for me in my journey, it has never been, oh my God, I'm older. Am I going to get pregnant? It has never been an issue. Spirit actually told me years ago, don't freeze your eggs. First of all, I was never planning on freezing my eggs. I don't personal believe in that. There's, I think there's a lot of, that's just a whole other rabbit hole, you know, to each their own. If somebody does that and it works for them, I think that's beautiful. But that was never a thing. But they told me, don't freeze your eggs. And they basically like laughed at me and I was like, huh? And they were like, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. And so it has never been an issue of if I'm older and getting pregnant, like I know I am. That's, I don't concern about that. What she has been helping me with is that she's such a high vibration and she needs my body clear. And there's still a lot of stuff with the Lyme. So like right now I'm on a five day colon cleanse. I'm actually drinking just grape juice for five days here. So I know, I know. And that's been, I've been on a different cleanse for five weeks prior to this, which is basically I was still eating um, really healthy, but a lot of fruit. So fruit all day and then maybe a meal at night. And so I'm doing these things because um, not because I'm afraid I won't get pregnant because I honestly, that's never been a concern. I haven't shared this publicly, but I do this because she needs my body cleaner. She needs my body clear. 
And I do have remnants of Lyme, some mold, some, you know, parasites. And listen, you can still get pregnant with that, but for the vibration that she's coming through, it needs to be clear. So I'm doing all this stuff now for that. I mean, obviously for myself too, so I could be a better, fair channel. that's, That's a given, but the underlying current is because of what she tells me that she wants me to do. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, at the end of the day, there's a bunch of timelines. So I I know. And then when I talk to some of my teachers and I'm like, well, of course there's still a timeline where she doesn't come in because there's different timelines. So we don't know anything at the end of the day. All I know is that she's come through to me. Other people see her too. She's Hmm. giving me her name. She tells me what she wants. It's very clear. um, And she's cleaning up my vessel. And it's very important so that my body is strong. So I'm just, I'm just doing life. Just like how I knew that this was my path, how I knew I would make money, even when I was broke for many years. Like, and I, I just know, like, I know my man's coming in. I know I'm supposed to do this. So I'm just doing this, you know? And so far my life has worked out pretty well when I've trusted myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm just going with that. But does she tell you where to find her dad? <laughs> um, yeah, I, t- I know a lot. So I don't have to find him anywhere. Um, if anything, it's just me going out and having fun. And he, I already know that I'm out and he comes up to me and he approaches me. So like, I already know it's not, I don't think people need to hear this. Is like, I don't have to find anyone. I right. have to live my best life. Right. I have to literally be in my joy and living my best life. It's already contracted. It's already done. Wow. I love yeah. it. I love to know that we recorded this. Yes. <laughs> and that we can go back and say yeah, we will. See? I love and, it. And the timing is the timing. Listen, if it was up to Danielle's ego and human self, it would have been a lot sooner. But like that's the thing is that you can't rush divine timing. And this is he had to go through his own journey. I know a little bit about him. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad he got that out of the way, you know? <laughs> so huh. like, I, yeah, like his journey, like he had to be on his own journey and I had to be on my journey. And there were certain things my soul wanted me to have my business, have this in a place up and running, like really productive. Like I had to get my, I just had to be in my essence. That was my soul contract. That's not anyone else's soul contract. And I also right. had to love myself in ways that sometimes people might not ever have to get to in a lifetime but I've had to get to that place. And that doesn't mean I don't struggle with certain things here and there because we're all human, but overall loving myself deeply and mm-hmm. and trusting myself. And that's why I can talk so freely. And that's why you can see that I'm a strong woman because I know who I am. It's also ever-changing at the, every right. day. And I love myself. And I've been through hell and back. And it's like, it doesn't matter what happens outside of me. Like, I'm good. Right. Oh, it's, I'm so about self-love and being a mom. Yeah. We say out loud every day. Yeah. We all say, I love myself, mom. I love myself Oh my so God, much. that's so beautiful. Yeah, we, it's that to me, especially raising girls, yes. to love yourself and to look in the mirror and to just be yeah. like so in love with you what that does for your worthiness. And, you know, I just know that us doing that for their whole life, <laughs> when you say to people, if I have clients, like, when's the last time you told yourself you loved yourself? Yeah. Like, ah, that's, I mean, I don't know if I've ever had one answer that said I did today or yesterday. 
you know? Yeah. And it's, I have often posts, like when I have an accomplishment that I'm really proud of, like I'll post it on social media and I'll say, I am so proud of myself. And I said, normalize saying how proud of yourself. You yes. Are and how much you love yourself. Like, and I, and people repost that every time I do it, but I've said that normalize saying this, yes. like it's okay. We're all going through stuff and we also achieve stuff and we do stuff, whether it's a physical thing or like a, a shift in consciousness be proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing Spirit has told me. They made it clear because I wasn't celebrating enough. Um, Because they're like, you're always launching these things and they're always successful. And they're, and they're like, you're not celebrating. And I'm like, oh yeah, I was just like onto the next thing. Right. So like after my membership, I bought myself something, not because I need to buy something, but I bought that. So every time I look at it, a symbol. It was, yes. yes. And I was like, I'm doing this to celebrate. Yes. Oh, I so love that. I always, and that's another thing we do too. Is what made you you proud of yourself today? That's oh, another question. I love that you do At the that. end of the day, we ask, and then they're searching, and I'm like, and I would like, I was with you today. I I know a million of those moments. Just pick one. But I, you know, to celebrate, I all about the celebration too. People are so dim their light, especially these days. On it's all over social media. But gosh. That's what it's for. That's what you want to do. You're proud of it. Go for it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, Danielle, I could talk to you all day. Oh, it was so fun. Thank you. You really did go down the rabbit holes. I appreciate that. You kind of knew every little nuance there. (laughs) Oh, I I love, that's probably why I love this podcast so much. And I know you love your podcast and we, I I was listening to Lori Ladd because she was on mine um, a couple months ago. And when I look at like doing a podcast and meeting you, I would have seen you on Instagram, right? And I would have enjoyed that. You know, I could probably join your group, that kind of thing. But to go deep on someone, because I'm going to spend an hour with you and to know you before I even turn on the camera is so magical to me. And to have that connection, even like you have no clue, like, hi, I'm like, oh, Danielle, you have no idea. I know. I'm like, hi, how are you? So nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, believe me. I know you. I love that. And that's my passion. That's something that let you talk about you. Like you love something so much. This astrology just seeps through you. What you are doing for these people that you get to touch just comes through every pore of your body. When you see that and you see the passion, you know you're doing, you're fulfilling your purpose at the moment, right? Any last words of Danielle's beautiful, magical lessons before we end this? We did talk about self-love, but I want to really emphasize that confidence and self-love, it's the key to everything. You know, I didn't have that when I was younger. And I actually started having a lot of awareness of when I was younger, I was in a lot of relationships and when they would end, I would be devastated. And I started looking at like other people who had good families or they were close. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I didn't have that foundation. So Mm -hmm. I projected that onto like other men or to people I date. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where we came from, what our family like. It's up to us to cultivate that. And we do that through experience. We put ourselves out there. We um, gain confidence through experiences. Really, the more we can stop shaming ourselves, because there's so many people constantly in all my groups that I have that people say, oh, I just beat myself up that I did that. And 
And one thing that I don't have is I definitely have done a lot of things where I'm like, oh, no, that wasn't smart. Or like, well, no, I'm not going to do that again. But I acknowledge it and I process it. I don't beat myself up for it because then when you add that layer, like, how are we going to get out of this matrix bullshit, right? Of these lies that we tell ourselves if we're now adding on more shame onto ourselves. So understanding that we're human. Nobody has a manual, really, unless you have astrology chart, but really we don't have a manual. <laughs> We're figuring this out as we go. So take off the shame from yourself and stop beating yourself up. We're learning as we go. Obviously apologize to someone if it wasn't a good situation, but you have to move forward. You have to learn from that and move on. The more your self-hate and blame, you get stuck, right? So it comes back to self-love always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always. I love it. And I love you too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.